Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. It is Wednesday the 13th of May. This is the COB. I'm Kylie Merritt. Joining me here at the desk is David Scott. Scotty, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Not too bad, just like the market. Look, it had a, a bit of a, a bad start to the day, uh, down about 1.6% at one point, but we've closed pretty flat. Yes, motored home. Uh, coincidentally, just before uh, Jerome Powell, the uh, US Federal Reserve Chair, goes and takes the, uh, the virtual podium this evening. So I suspect that maybe his appearance uh, may explain some of the late buying. Yeah. We also saw the Reserve Bank of New Zealand uh, going, uh, going beyond what the market was looking for, increased QE, uh, hinted they might go and, uh, and do negative interest rates. And then the market also seemed to respond fairly positive to, those, uh, to that news. Uh, yes, yeah, so Scuddy, I wanted to ask you a bit more about the RBNZ because you've had a bit of a crack in the newsletter today about um, how the RBNZ sort of getting through this crisis in New Zealand as compared to the RBA here in Australia. Correct. And it comes with a caveat that uh, no central bank is perfect, but I prefer the way that the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, not only today, but also in previous occasions, uh, is handling things at this, uh, this stage of the, uh, the economic cycle. Uh, they're preemptive. They move first. They would rather go and do too much stimulus than too little. They don't show caution uh, and they want to go and run the economy hot. They want to go and get the economy through this crisis and they want to go and see things start to return to strong activity levels, lower unemployment, faster wage growth uh, and stronger inflation, which is ideally what the RBA is looking for as well. Where my grievance with the RBA is, is that they're reactionary and they've been reactionary for not only years, but pretty much since the GFC. Now. Every time that uh, I know there's some sort of crisis, they react. They don't preempt things. And so that probably explains why we've seen Australian economic growth being fairly weak. We've seen inflation being weak. We've seen the wage data today in Australia come out very weak. All of that is because partly the, the monetary policy has been too tight, uh, in my opinion, from the RBA. All right then. Uh, let's move on to some of the equity stories around today. So the big one, obviously, uh, CBA's Q3 result. Now CBA was, um, you know, a good chunk responsible for the market sort of climbing out of its slump this morning. Um, shares in the CBA closing up 1.1% uh, today after those results. Um, just, you know, the market in general seemed to welcome it, probably a bit better than expected, and, and maybe some of the commentary um, a little more positive than expected. Yes, and most, most people out there, most analysts I've read today were very positive about the result. Uh, most suspect that the premium that uh, is attached to the CBA uh, over the other major banks will likely remain in place as well. And that the bank is in good shape at this stage at least to go and, uh, and navigate its way through this crisis without uh, you know, any substantial increase in, uh, in impairment of loans. Yeah, we had a, um, a really interesting chat with Brett Lemazurier from Shore and Partners uh, this afternoon on Ausbiz, which you can catch up with um, on the website, and you know he he said exactly the same thing. He you know he thinks that the CBA is best positioned 
um, to, to lend in post-COVID-19 because it has kind of superior deposits. So check out that one, osbiz.com.au um, or on the app. Um, another interesting yarn around today, uh, there's a little bit of talk starting to grow about these covillennials, which are millennials who exist in the COVID world. Um, but, you know, talking about how what they're learning through, um, well, I guess what all of us are really learning through this crisis, but, you know, these will be the next kind of, you know, key working group of people. Um, actually, whether they might be able to boost GDP because they're learning to be more agile, you know, they're learning to work from home, for example. Correct. So being more agile and being able to go and do things differently, uh, particularly in a virtual world, which is what we're dealing with at the moment. Uh, the one question that everyone has is that are people in particular, if you are working remotely, are you going to remain as uh, on board, on point as you would be in the office? Uh, some companies obviously do. I don't know, Twitter was one today that came out. will allow all its employees to go and work remotely. Uh, but forever. Still, yeah, the forever. Yeah. The, the jury is still out, though, whether that can be applied across every other company and whether the same results will be, uh, know, will be achieved. Yeah, it is, it is really interesting. I think, you know, some... Some companies um, it works for and some people it works for and they do find they can be more productive at home. Um, but obviously, you know, we talk about this all the time that you just miss that, you know, when you're all separate, even though you do Zooms and all of that kind of stuff, you do miss those really critical kind of conversations in the corridor um, that take businesses forward. So I guess it's just something we, we don't know the answer to yet. Um, finally, we had another interview today, which you might want to catch up with on the website with Joanna Nash from Acadian. Um, it was really all about, you know, and there's been a lot of rhetoric around this here about what would happen if there's kind of any sort of regulation um, around the banks around paying dividends. And, you know, we've obviously seen some of those being cut or suspended here. What's going to happen if the Fed steps in in the US and actually stops banks from paying dividends until this crisis is over? Well, I suspect that the US bank stocks won't react too well. And given that you know, Australia doesn't necessarily follow everything the US does, if they were to go down that path and you know, signal that no dividends are known until we go through this, this crisis, uh, I'm not certain that uh, the Australian banking stocks will fare too well either. Mm. Okay, stock of the day today, Breville Group, BRG. It is undertaking a $100 million capital raising. It's the first time um, it's gone to the market since it was listed in 1999. We talked to uh, Henry Jennings from Marcus Today and also Chris McDonald from Morgans um, about Breville and about this cap raise to get there for um, It's now a $2.4 billion company. Solly Lou, of course, owns around 33% of the company. Right, yep. So uh, I guess uh, you wouldn't raise capital unless you had support from Solly. Yep. So we haven't, I haven't seen the terms yet of what it's going to be, but it does look like it's going to be a rights issue, yep. which is probably fairer to retail shareholders as opposed to a, uh, the usual form at the moment, which is a placement yep. and those SPPs. So hopefully that will uh, certainly help retail shareholders. It's still a good story as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, clearly uh, with a company that has a pretty good balance sheet and you'd imagine even though it's been a tough couple of months, they would have fared a lot better than some of the discretionary retail. Uh, clearly, they see opportunities for distressed acquisitions to add to their impressive portfolio suite. They may indeed look to uh, be a distribution partner with one or two other products as they have with Nespresso as well. So for me, it's probably a, a good opportunity for them to recharge the batteries. Chris McDonald there from Morgan's. Uh, Scuddy, tomorrow, Thursday, um, this is going to be very closely watched. 
uh, jobs data from the ABS. Yes, D-Day tomorrow. It's our turn to go and get the uh, the full brunt of the uh, the shutdowns that we've seen. We're learning from the uh, coronavirus outbreak. So uh, it's not going to be pretty. There's going to be a lot of records uh, being set across a, a variety of different metrics. None of them will be particularly good. Uh, nothing's changed from what I've said previously. I'm looking out for the uh, underutilization rate, which would give you an indication as to how many people not only have lost their jobs, but people who are on job keeper, uh, but are not working, they'll be included in that. Uh, and hours work, that will give you a big clue as to how big an impact we've seen on the economy. Uh, it's gonna be uh, some sobering data. Okay, yeah, look, we'll have full coverage of that uh, here on Ausbiz. 1.10 p.m. tomorrow, we've got Bjorn Jarvis, um, the labor force expert from the ABS. So he'll take us through uh, the numbers in that jobs release. We've also got Jared Ball, the chief economist at CEDA, uh, we'll get his thoughts on it and also sort of what CEDAR is pushing the government to be looking at in terms of reopening the economy. Um, and also interesting tomorrow, Lindsay Partridge, the CEO of Brickworks, uh, will be joining us to talk about building activity. So, uh, yeah, tune in then. That's it for us. Uh, we'll catch you tomorrow.